With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go, it's the Copyright Podcast. <sighs> Hello everybody, welcome back to the Copyright Podcast. Um, thanks for joining us on this miserable fucking Wednesday where Liverpool have just been beaten 1-0 by Brighton and Hove Albion. Yes, that was fucking shit. That is probably one of the... Tim, is that the worst fucking performance we've seen in a long time? That that's uh, even even like when we were going through that shitty stretch of form, we were never as bad as that. I don't think I've seen us that bad in a long, long time. I was fucking shocked, mate. I was absolutely shocked. I really thought that that lineup was capable of beating Brighton. Maybe it was my naivety, of it, naivety, or fucking blinkered views, or whatever you want to fucking call it. I really thought that team would fucking do it, and it just failed miserably. It was boring as fuck. You playing loads of crosses again. I'm just I was shocked that the same shit happened again. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It was, it's been what it's what it was for two weeks, just almost over exaggerated today. Um, it's worse because it was at home. We've lost now back to back home games. Um, no creativity, nothing new, uh, nothing different. You would have thought, like you said, going excuse me, going into that game, you've got enough to beat like uh, Brighton with that lineup. I know it is essentially the second team because we've got 58,000 players injured because, you know, at this point, you know, it's 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 not going to be shocking to see a bunch of under-19 kids on the field at, at the rate players are getting injured. But, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, you can't really say anything about the game because it was, one, like you just said, it was boring as, as anything. And two, I mean, we don't, we didn't make, have, like, make anything to talk about. I mean, we were appalling going forward. We were all right at the back. Um, but there's nothing much to talk about for this game. No, there's not. Uh, but what we do need to do uh, is talk about, for a minute, Mick, um, the lineup. Like I said, we, we, we thought that should have been enough. But the longer the game went on, the more I was getting pissed off that it was the same thing. Should we have just gone, hit the fuck it button and brought Ben Davies on and shoved Henderson in midfield because it looked like we needed him there, didn't it? 
Could have done, yeah. Like I'm just sixty-four minutes, and then you see Divox coming on again. And what did they actually contribute in that last half hour? Jack shit. There's a ball on for Trent. He completely fucked it. Chat taking too many touches around the box like he always does, and it's just yeah. I don't know what. I don't know how many goals he's scoring in training to get a fucking game, but I don't know what. I don't know what's going on. But so that we had one shot on target. At the end of the day, we didn't. We deserved nothing, and Brighton were great. Brighton deserved to win. So yeah, they absolutely. If you're going to play that that shit at home, and I think that's the first time we haven't scored in three home games since 1984. So that's that's how that's how crazy that is. That's how bad we've been at home. And it's just like you said, Jay. Before we started, you th- we thought this had ended with the last two results. That was so great, and the fact yeah. that we just had another slump again to the same old shit. That's what that's what makes it more disappointing that we've that we've acted, that, that we've slumped back to that again. It does indeed, mate. Well, just what we want to do now, uh, everyone, is we want to bring in. Um, I, I don't even know why we invited him on the podcast. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> But Maz is here to join us. Uh, Maz, if you recognise Maz, he was uh, he was on the show last time. Big Brighton fan, and you can tell by the big smile he's got on his face. Uh, Maz, uh, we we would say thank you for joining us, mate. But to be fair, yeah. you just pop off. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, mate, the pleasure's no, on one, boys. Cred, honestly, mate, credit to what you boys did tonight. You were fucking brilliant. You had a game plan. It worked. You were brilliant. You played to our weaknesses because you knew know what we're like playing at home recently you certainly did your own work and how are you feeling right now mate yeah i mean over, i couldn't breathe for the last five minutes but um after getting over the the you know being able to breathe again it was a very good like you know incredible performance uh the fact that we came to anfield and done what we did was just credit like you said credit to us and i'll be honest with you i, I didn't feel threatened by you guys uh, at all yeah, throughout the whole game um, yeah. I'll be perfectly honest with you. There was a, maybe with a salad chance in the first couple of minutes. I think it was, it was half chance where he lobbed it over the bar. Um, and then apart from that, really, there wasn't much for you guys, you know, on your end. Um, and then, yeah, we, we defended really well. Like you said, we, we had a game plan. We stuck to it. And every player, especially Duncan Webster for me, were just unbelievable. The way they defended, um, yeah. you know, it, it, albeit they didn't have much to defend. But when they were called upon, every time they were there to clear it, you know, get rid uh, and just get their bodies in the way, which was just incredible. So yeah, I- I'm all over the moon. Um, and yeah, to get a win against Liverpool is just yeah, mad. No, you're right, mate. And you, you, you should be, re- you know, reveling in it and all that sort of stuff, mate. Because you absolutely fucking deserved it. Because at the end of the day, I'm not going to say that we were so fucking shit. It made it easy for you guys. You were fucking brilliant. So at the end of the day, it's not. You just, we just yeah. fucking couldn't get at you. Mick, I just want to yeah. dive into some of the comments, uh, if that's all right, Mick. Sorry, Maz, were you going to say something? No, Mick, go for it. no, 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 it's cool, it's cool. No, I was, I was just about to say, like, obviously, it doesn't help with you guys having, what is it, like 10 first-team players out. I mean, it makes our, our jobs so much easier, having to come up against you know, a makeshift centre-backs in Henderson and, well, uh, it's a bit disrespectful to the, the other fellow Phillips, but, um, yeah, you're, you know, you're coming up against those players, it makes our job so much easier and, and your first team keeper being out as well, you know, it was all in our favour, really, when you look at, when you look at the, what happened prior to that, so, um, yeah, but we'll, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, you we'll should, absolutely, it. mate, definitely. Yeah. Mick, I just want to go through a couple of the comments with you. Uh, Alex has uh, come in and said Curtis Jones should have started. We did debate that at the beginning of the in, in the team news, didn't we? Because we were were thinking that maybe it was uh, another game for Millie was a bit thingy, but we obviously the performance that was against West Ham, we thought it would have worked again. Yeah, I mean it's it's pros and cons, isn't it? We were thinking if we if we keep the same midfield again and keep it as 
similar as it was the last game, it would work because it worked then. But I don't know. I, I think it's sometimes Klopp's a bit slow to make make the change. And mm. when, when he didn't bring Curtis Jones on straight away, then I was like, well, Ox when he's when he's been on, he's been out for a long time. He's coming back in. He just looks a bit leggy at the moment. Divock, I don't trust him when he comes on to to do remotely anything worthy of getting anywhere near a goal or creating anything. The only person that I want to see coming on off the bench, if he's on the bench, is Curtis Jones because he carries the ball forward. Yeah, he, he tries he's stuff. Even if it, yeah, even if it doesn't work, he'll try a pass. And if it if it doesn't work, then he he runs after it and chases it. Divock just chases half half fast, and you just like there's. It's it, it's it's a wasted player in a way, and it's, it it is a shame. But yeah, if we would have yeah. if we would have won that game, like like Maz said, we had a chance. Like first was it first two minutes where Salah's through. Yeah, that goes in. It's a completely different ball game, but it was a difficult chance as well at the end of the day. So yeah, um, yeah, it's, just, it's just, for me. It's the it, we had one shot on target, and that's just at home. Obviously, Brighton are a good good side and whatever, but fucking hell, having one shot at home in in the whole ninety minutes is just it is unforgivable, really. It is indeed, mate. Um, a few more other comments as well, Tim. I'm going to come to you in a minute uh, with, with some of these. Uh, Dan, uh, you know, he's on at, at the beginning of this, uh, the team news at the beginning of the evening. Dan, thanks for joining us, mate. And you're absolutely spot on with your, with your prediction where you said you had a bad feeling. Uh, you didn't have a good feeling after <laughs> being a team, but still gutted. Uh, D- Big Dave's back as well. We deserve nothing from that game tonight. Absolutely spot on. Um, Ian's coming through on Facebook. We look so tired in midfield tonight, but we just didn't have any ideas to break them down. Take nothing away from Brighton. They played really well, absolutely. Uh, but our plan B, Arigi, thank you for memories, but you're not a good enough option anymore. Uh, we'll just stick with that one uh, at the minute, Tim. Uh, I know Mick touched on the Divock Arigi situation, but it sort of raises the question of why did we let Minamino go a little bit? Uh, again, I, I don't want to talk about it too much because like Mick said, uh, <laughs> off camera, we talk about Minamino too much. But on the flip side to it, if you are going to let Minamino go or you had an idea of him to go uh, this month and you knew Divock was your only fucking option, you had Kane on the bench, fucking chuck him on. You know what I mean? Or you had, you know, you could have got the other Kane in to play up front, just fucking take a gamble because Origi's clearly not working, is he? Yeah, no, it's, um, he's he's not been um, like quality for a long time now. He's He was always quality in spots and that was about it. That's all about, he was really good against Everton a couple of times, and in, in, in the Champions League, obviously he's 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 gone and put his, his name in history. But um, at the same time, I, th- I think it does bring into question the whole the whole tacky situation. Um, I understand that obviously Klopp wouldn't normally be in this situation. Obviously, Mane would be playing today, and, and the first guy off the bench in terms of replacing the front three would have been Shaq, which obviously is a completely different. Sh- Different ball game, and I think something we lacked today was 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 Mane because he because of his ability to go past guys. I don't think anyone really kind of ran at someone and, and looked to take them on, on on a wing or in the middle. I think it was also passive um, and just kind of really quite just soft football, not no aggression or urgency at all. So mm-hmm. yeah, so something that was obviously massively lacking and something that Divo Carigi just doesn't bring. Um, so yeah, I, I, at this point, I, I would happily throw a kid on before before him. I don't think he's ever he's really brought much in the past couple of weeks. He's, you know, he had his chance to kind of get him back his himself back uh, into form against Burnley, and he went and hit the crossbar in a one on one that he, sh- you know, you know, if, if you're a top striker, you have to score, or whether you're coming off the bre- coming off the bench or starting. Um, yes. Yeah, it's it's a frustrating situation, and and at the end of the day, this injury crisis is going to raise questions like this. But um, 
yeah, I mean, it, it, the tacky situation is still massively confusing. It, yeah, it's it a funny is. one for me as well because we were we were looking at um, getting a player in on loan because obviously our attacking options have been very sort of limited as well. And on our podcast, we we mentioned Origi a few times, so to hear you guys yeah. sort of <laughs> berate him and sort of go in on him is a bit is a bit weird for us because obviously we would take him all day long as an as an attacking option. But obviously, I know the the, the quality of the teams is, is very different. You know, you guys are you know got top top quality players, and we we don't have um as you know as many of those players but yeah to hear you sort of berate him and not say he's, he's that good it sort of makes me feel a bit better for for not going for him in the in the january uh transfer window so um yeah yeah no man you're absolutely spot on mate and i suppose from your perspective when you saw him come on mm. i don't suppose it made you feel like oh they might get one here <laughs> Nah, that's the thing. Up until up until like two or three games ago, I, I like um, you guys have mentioned. You know the fact that he's a Champions League. You know had such a big part to play in the Champions League run. You guys had like you know yeah. his name down history and just sort of basically what he's done in the past. I was like, well, you know, why is he not a good option? Why why you know why shouldn't we go for him? Kind of thing. But then in the last two or three games I watched him play, I, I, I yeah, I agree with all you guys have said. He's just not. He's very off the pace. Um, he just doesn't seem to be, and I think he's he's a very much confidence player as well. I think that's what he like. You know, he's been on the bench for so long now, and he's not really been given the opportunities. And I feel like with players like Minamino and all those kind of players coming in front of him, I feel like maybe that's what's dented his confidence even more so. And he's like, well, actually, I'm now a fifth choice striker, or whatever it might be, mm. because of the injuries. He's now had to obviously play play a part, and I just feel like when he has played a part, he's been non-existent to be honest with you so when he came on today to answer your question i was not threatened whatsoever to be honest i'd rather like like you guys have mentioned see another attacking option for your guys sake like you know i was very surprised by the whole minamino going out on loan i was so baffled by that because it's mm. like you don't really have that many options as it is so why let someone else go in that in that attacking option so i was a bit baffled but i mean clock knows best right <laughs> well <laughs> mate i'm gonna come to you this one because maz has just brought us it maz, maz you're absolutely spot on Klopp does know best, obviously. He's the one he's the reason why he gets paid all the fucking money to, to make it. And I'm not gonna question what he do, what he's done for the club at all. But what I will question, Mick, and we have spoken about this, is the substitution and the and the decisions he makes. Sometimes is is his substitution a bit arrogant, where he's just thinking I'll I'll still do what I fucking want, even though it's not worked before. I, I don't know. I think he, he's he's trying to have faith in what he's put out there. He doesn't he doesn't want to yeah. change it too soon just in case. But sometimes you just got to go right. Fuck it. We're not not the sixty minutes has gone before. We've we've not done nothing. What what can go wrong if we concede again? Then fuck it. Doesn't it doesn't really matter if if we end up conceding on the counter attack and we nearly did a couple yeah. of times. Um, I don't know. It's just. I can't really. I, I hate questioning Klopp, but I, I th one thing I would say, like bringing someone on a bit sooner and making mm. sure it's a player who's gonna who's gonna actually chase balls down with the intention of getting the ball rather than just going, oh yeah, I'll run a little bit here and make it look like I'm just closing down, but I'm not really, which is what Divock Origi does for me, to be honest. But yeah, yeah, it's frustrating. Like I'd I'd rather I've just been looking at the subs there. I, I would have rather him brought on Simicas and put Robertson left wing. That that's that that's yeah, as far as go. Just yeah. have them two, two on the left, bombing forward. Just, just go for it, and then just have someone else up front, like false nine or whatever. Because but, but this is the thing. I, I was, I was wondering why you didn't target Dan Byrne a bit more because for, 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 for us personally, and I, I've sort of slated him quite a lot on social media, which our, our Brighton fans have sort of got on my back a bit. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I was surprised why you didn't sort of target him a bit more because defensively he's not all that great, and 
Um, you know, he, he wins aerially. He's always going to be a man most of the time because he's about six yeah. foot, six foot ten, wherever the hell he is. And um, yeah, you know, for me, I was just a bit baffled as to why maybe Klopp didn't really sort of go at him and you know put two players on him and try and really make it an awful day for him because you saw what Adama Traore done to him. Uh, I don't know if he did, but he absolutely killed him. Uh, he at, uh, and he gave away a penalty and. Uh, I think he scored no goal as well. So it just shows by when you actually, pro- and, and against Leicester, he had an absolute stinker. So, and I, I feel like Rogers and um, Nuno Spirit Santos identified that and saw him as a weak link and put Adama Torre on him and put the, the likes of Vardy and, you know, those pacey kind of players. And I don't know if you guys had that option or not, you know, with the limited team you've got there, but, you know, if maybe just put someone quick against him and just basically tear him a new one, really. Uh, and I was just yeah. surprised that you didn't do it. Tim? What are your thoughts on what Mazza just said there? He's got a very, very, very good point. Well, that that's the thing is that you would have thought so. The problem is that a lot of when when we talk about Liverpool playing aggressively and 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 trying to go past players and stuff, on normally that comes from the left hand side through Mane and Robertson. Mm. Trent and Salah are more passive attacking players. There's a lot of creation from that right hand side. They they they've got some great interplay and stuff, but no one sets up to go past guys. Mo Salah's not a guy who's gonna as as much as he's this great goal scorer and stuff. He's not a guy that really kind of squares a guy up and tries to take him on down the wing and beat guys into the area and create his own thing. He's he's brilliant at what he does. He's he's superb finisher and and he's good in front of goal and stuff. He, I, I think, although it was a tough chance, he probably should have put that first one away. It would have changed the game. But um, yeah, I, it, and, and again, Trent, Trent's not a guy who's going to, again, who's going to push the ball past you. He's, he's a guy who's going to set the ball and try and cross it nine times out of 10. And his delivery is brilliant, so you can't really complain when he does it. But yeah, I... I you have a point. I mean, I would have thought that they would have tried to attack him, but at the same time, guys like that, if we play on the left-hand side for us, we don't really have anyone who plays on the right wing that really kind of like squares up to guys and, and looks to take them on. Yeah. Yeah, fair point. Uh, yeah. Um, Mick, God knows why he just put that in the fucking comments. He was our man of the match. Fucking no one. No Get one was fucking man of the match. Well, it's on, I'm only, I was only asking that because I seen, um, I was just looking on Twitter then, just there briefly, and someone put Kelleher was our only good player tonight. And I just thought, I was wondering who people th- thought was. I thought Phillips was okay, but they like Brighton's goal was like a clip off Phillips's big toenail. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, yeah. Like, if anything, it was just, we played shit, fair enough, but that's just like when stuff's going against you, it goes against you. <laughs> just fucking yeah. yeah, I mean, it was the the build the build up was I thought very Barca-esque, but then the, the finish was more Yeovil. So I think it was very it was like a tale of two halves. It was it was a great uh, you know I, I will happily say it, and I th- I thought the build up was great. You know the little touches from Trossard, then the great cross from um, I think it was Gross, or no from March, sorry, and then obviously Dan Byrne cut it back, and yeah, yeah, and then it was a bit of a calamity after that. It was, I think he sort of did a bit of ping pong in the in the box, came off mm. Alzate and Trossard, and then just crept past uh, Keller, which was yeah, it was it was a touch of fortune. I'm not gonna lie, you know. Uh, and uh, when you get results, you know, going to Anfield, you need that bit of luck. And yeah. we, we we really have struggled with that kind of stuff. So from our perspective, we were like, it was sort of one of those that came off after such a long time of not getting anything going our way. Yeah. So, um, but no, it, there was definitely a touch of fortune and, um, you know, but li- leaving that game, if, if you said to me, oh, you know, do you think you deserve the win? I, I would definitely say yes. Like, I don't think it was one of those games where we sort of grinded out a result, if that makes sense, in the sense yeah, that no, it was a lucky you, smash yeah. and grab. No, but, uh, you were fucking phenomenal in defence. Everything we threw mm. at you, just thought you were like, fuck off, fuck off, <laughs> yeah. fuck off. You know, you were, you were phenomenal. 
what's more annoying is when, when we went we defaulted to that fucking stupid position where we start crossing the ball in and Brighton's oh, yeah. back four are all about seven foot ten. How the fuck are we <laughs> gonna win Edda? It's fucking out. it's pointless. I saw Correct. I saw something on social. It was something um, someone put a, a meme up of a you know the great Carly the wrestler uh, oh, against yeah. Rey Mysterio, and it was like, <laughs> so Liverpool Rey Mysterio and Liverpool the great Carly, yeah. and um, they were just like yeah. Well, I think it was a Liverpool fan actually tweeted it saying that's like us putting the ball in, and yeah. you know they <laughs> we're just clearing it every time, and that, that was it's a very good point. It's like why you know why keep doing the same thing that you know is not going to work because for a yeah. good was it not 80 minutes 90 minutes I, I felt comfortable to be honest with you like whatever yeah. you kept putting it in the box we just kept clearing it and it was like you, you weren't posing us any different problems which we weren't you know struggling to deal with which is very unlike Liverpool I, I did not I, I did not see this coming in the sense that how not easy it was but like how sort of you didn't trouble I thought you were going to trouble us all day long but it was mm. just I was very surprised at the fact that you didn't even weren't managed managed to do that. So yeah, it was it was pretty so we pal. We fucking were <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. Uh Tim, with um there's a couple of things in the comments here that have cropped up and I really want to touch on them to be fair. Um Alex has put in the the old question that's floating around this week. Uh Tiago for me just slows our game down too much and there's been a few uh tweets questioning Tiago's performance in terms of what he brings to the side and and all that sort of stuff. Is it because that Thiago is is the player that we need to build a new team around? And do you know what I mean? Or because he doesn't fit our style? Or what do you think's happening to me? Because there are people that are questioning him. I mean, I personally have no issues with the lad. So I think he sees a pass. I think he's the problem for me with Thiago is if the, our fucking forwards aren't making them runs, he can't play them amazing passes. And I think it was down to the forwards not making the runs tonight. I don't think Thiago did that much wrong. Um, yeah, I, I I don't understand this this kind of sentiment that Thiago is bad for the team and he's slowing us down and all this kind of stuff. When the, the spells when we don't feed Thiago in the middle of the field are the spells we cross 15 times in, in 10 minutes and get absolutely fuck all from them. That's what I don't understand is that, yes, he slows the game down, but he slows the game down to look for something different as opposed to just putting out on the fucking wing and crossing it 112 times a game to fuck all. So this, yes, he slows the game down. Yes, it's not the Liverpool we're used to, but this isn't the Liverpool we're used to being fielded week in and week week out and something has to change. And he's the guy who's, at the end of the day, going to change that for us. If, if you want to take Diago off the pitch and you want to play Shaq in that position and you want to feed the, feed the wings and cross 50 or 60 times a game, quite literally, because we've, we've done it before this season, mm. then listen, we're going to finish sixth or seventh. At the end of the day, the last two games, the, the two games we've won, that it seems like we're coming kind of final stride again Thiago was at the center of that he was controlling the game and I, you know that that's what that's why I don't understand is that you don't hear that kind of stuff when the you know because yeah he doesn't get goals and assists and it doesn't show up on the stats but you know that kind of stuff like people don't talk about it then but they'll talk about it when we're shit because we can't score off a cross so I, I don't understand it. It's it's completely different. And for me, the guy who's going to complete, who's who's going to love life with Diago is is when Hota comes back, because his his ability to make a run in behind the defense. I know you're smiling at me saying that. Jay. <laughs> I love it. I love it when you call um, him that. Love it. 
Um, but yeah, his his ability to run behind a defence and his diagonal runs, he's going to absolutely love playing with Diango because he's going to be absolutely living running in behind defences and, and getting yeah. these chip balls that Thiago's so well known for. So I think it's a, a bunch of nonsense. It's 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 almost like a scapegoat for whenever we're not playing well that oh Thiago's slowing the game down. It's it, it's just not true. It is. I agree with you, mate. And the, the, you know, like, like I said, I have to play devil's advocate on here because I have to talk about what people people want to. And uh, Dan's agreed with you, the Thiago thing is lazy. I absolutely agree because, Mick, in terms of changes, imagine Ben Davis starts that game and he's playing at the back with Phillips. Now, I don't, I have no complaints about Hendo and Phillips uh, starting the game together, got no problem with it. But by getting Henderson back in that midfield, that is going to be so important in terms of us if we want to, one, try and challenge for this title still, even though I've I'm a bit worried now. Or we've got to look over, our, look over our shoulder and fucking secure a top four finish. Yeah, it's yeah, it's putting Davis in there tonight would have just been ridiculous. I think to start him, obviously on the bench, and like like we said on the pre-match, if he would have, we would have <laughs> had a couple of goals and then brought him on, it would have been a perfect scenario for it to happen. But yeah, no, it's um, we need Henderson. Like Henderson's been great from the back the last last two games obviously tonight everyone was a bit off it but like if like like I said the Salah chance early on that was that was from a, a Henderson diagonal which is what 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 Van Dijk usually does isn't it like those perfect diagonals mm. over the top so once once you get him back into midfield you start you'll start to see things ticking a bit more because he'll he'll drag us forward which is what he was doing from center half pretty much tonight but um yeah it's just having so many players out is is, is really hurting us obviously yeah. I thought it would. It would I thought having Allison out tonight would hurt us, but I didn't think it would have that much of effect on it because we we usually have that much of the ball anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. like the, from the last game, it hasn't changed that much. Obviously, we're still missing Mane, we're still missing all kinds of other players, but you should still expect a certain level of performance from Liverpool, and it just wasn't there tonight for some reason. I don't know why. And, and I, I also agree completely with saying about the Thiago thing. It's just that's a lazy shout. He's the only yeah. one. He slows it down. He does a few step overs and whatever else. But he, he's the only one who picks a pass through the middle of the midfield to pick someone out to negate mm. going to the fucking wings and doing the same shit over and over. He's the only one that does that in in that midfield yeah. in that midfield mm. three. So, for, for for what it's worth, from an outsider perspective, I, I've I like he's one of my favorite players. And and in the work uh, group, I get absolutely killed for defending Thiago because the other chaps they they don't really rate him. They think he's a bit of a you know he's a bit overhyped and whatnot but when I, re- I remember watching him for Bayern last season he was uh, like by far the best player on the pitch in that Champions League final and I just yeah. knew when he came to Liverpool he would do the same thing and I just think it's a bit I think he's, he's being very harshly treated at the moment and I think he's being used as a bit of a scapegoat as well with uh, with regards to sort of you know anytime Liverpool don't play up to scratch or wherever it might be they use him as like the scapegoat because he's meant to be that you know that that marquee signing, that marquee player. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. oh, if he if he's not on it, that means that's the reason why Liverpool are losing or not doing well. So I, I just feel like he's been very harshly treated because he's he's an unbelievable player. He's 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 incredible, like one of the best in the Premier League for me. Well, when he's on when he's on it, um, but yeah, I just feel like he's definitely been made to be a scapegoat, uh, which is a shame, really. No, no absolutely. So, sorry, Jay. He's only as good as the as the runs around him. Like also, mm. simply once we get hotter back and Mane's back. Like we missed that run from from like left coming inside from Mane tonight, like a long ball over the top. That's always an option, and we didn't have that tonight. And once once we get those players back into this team, Thiago will just be like, right, fucking hell, through ball, bang, and we'll score shitloads of goals from it. 
but it's yeah. just he's picking up the ball, he's looking, he's thinking his head, I don't want to play it out wide because we're doing the same shit over and over, I'll play it inside and then if you're getting surrounded by three, four players who are all massive and, and strong in the challenge, then it, it's it's bound to break down and it's just you've just got to give credit to Brighton because they were, they were 100% committed to every challenge and that's what you've got to do at Anfield to win and he did it. Yeah, absolutely well, we'll just, uh, before we go off, I want to talk a bit about Brighton in that sense, Maz because obviously one uh, nice thing from our perspective looking at your team was the return of Adam Lallana so it was really nice to, yes. to see him at Anfield and stuff like that and Obviously, I know it, it again. He's sort of been hit with injuries and stuff like that. But um, how's he first um, down south? Yeah, <laughs> I think you hit the nail on the head. Unfortunately, his time has been uh, yeah, it's been hindered by his injuries, which is a great shame because when he does play uh, and he's played a sort of handful of times, you can see his class. He, he just uses class when he plays, um, and it you know it just shows that he's he's got that winning mentality. You know, he's a he's a leader on the pitch, especially for a team. Uh, I don't want to say team like Brighton because. Uh, we, we get very annoyed when people say that, but um, yeah, for a team, team as uh, you know, for our stature, our size, um, he is a very sort of um, you know, we call it a marquee signing, so to speak. And so, mm. for us to get him was a big sort of you know, it was a big buzz, big coup, uh, coming from Liverpool, um, you know, Champions League winner, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but then the fact that he sort of started getting injured quite a bit, it's just we've been left quite frustrated, um, just because we, we knew we it's all we knew it was going to happen, but then we didn't yeah. want it to happen, <laughs> and it just kept happening. It's like every game we'd play for like. 20 minutes and then you get injured and you're like for god's like come on man just just i don't know what's wrong with you just get it together but you know it, it, when he plays he's he's a, he's a joy to watch and he, he does dictate play for us and um a lot of things do go through him which is you know what you expect really from from a player of that of quality that's it mate he's a playmaker yeah. isn't he? And he he makes things happen and at the end of the day even though um lalana had a, a, a turbulent last few years at liverpool the contribution he made uh to this side under Klopp was is absolutely incredible. You know, if you're talking about building a foundation to to win things eventually, that's exactly what Adam Alana did, and so did Gini Wijnaldum. And that that's something that should be forgotten because that 16, 17 season, not them two were just absolutely unplayable. And they were fantastic yeah. for us, and then you know it will it'll always be remembered for that. But obviously, that win now, I think it takes you ten points clear of relegation. Yeah. Now. Believe so, yeah, yeah. So now we sort of dragged Newcastle back into it, which I'll mm. be honest with you, I, I feel like they're they're now sort of in in the driving seat for me to to be in trouble because you see Sheffield United and Fulham starting to play good football and they're picking up points. Sheffield United now, I think they've won like two out of their last three or something, or uh, and you know they're starting to pick up a little bit. I know they're way way uh, way back in, in the pack, but yeah, I, I think they could be in trouble. And it's just nice for us; it's, it's a bit of a relief for us just because we you know all season we've been lauded by the press and the media and rival fans as, you know, oh, they play lovely football, but they just never get the results. And yeah. that's been the story of our season. But the fast, was it three or four games now, we've actually got wins and got results, which, yeah, makes us, uh, our lives much easier now. And, um, yeah, I think we're going to, well, I'm confident to say that we'll stay in the Premier League and face you boys again next season. Yeah, I agree, so, yeah. mate. I, I think you will as well. Because um, it's a great club. It's a great side. It's, it's building some really, really good quality players down there now so you know again keep everything crossed for you mate because again appreciate we'll get it. to uh, we'll get we get to do this again uh, yeah appreciate it as well um, hopefully you don't, you don't get ben white off us as well that's a uh, <laughs> keep, keep your hands off ben white and then yeah well good. to be fair after <laughs> signing kabak and the the up in the carnal thing i don't i, I doubt we'll, uh, we'll we'll get him yeah. now mate but so yeah you, you, you keep hold of him <laughs> mick um just before we go off i want to just touch on sunday and I'll, I'll touch on it with everybody obviously i said last week that 
putting in a performance against Spurs was good, but we had to win against West Ham and Brighton in order for the City game to actually mean something in terms of catching them up. I'll be honest now, mate. I'm 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 a bit I'm deflated, and I, I, part of me right now. I mean, it is fucking quarter to eleven, and we have just got beat. I might be speaking out of turn, but I couldn't give a shit about Sunday now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've you've hit the nail on the head, Jay. Like we were, because we were on the pre-match. We were saying, oh, if we win tonight, and we kind of it. It wasn't no disrespect to Brighton and to Mazzy, who's who's came on, but we thought it was like a given that we were going to like turn up again tonight and win. And we were like, kind of. Well, you would, wouldn't you? After last few games, you would. Because you, yeah. you think, right? Well, let's get this one out the way. And I don't know if that's kind of crept into the players' heads. I'm sure it hasn't, but it, 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 it's just frustrating. Like if they win their game and on City, the ten points clear, aren't they? So I'd, yeah. I'd never, I'd never say never with a Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp team. But that's a fucking huge amount hill to climb. We'd, ha- we'd have to beat them on Sunday, and then still at seven points. So. It's going to yeah. be, we're, we're going to need, like, if we get the likes of Mane back, Alisson back, Hotter back, and we start putting a run of results together, then maybe, but then you're going to ho- have to hope that City can falter, and it just looks like it's it's too easy for them at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Tim, are you in agreement with that? Have you got another theory to uh, to, to put some positivity on the title run? Well, I will say this. If, if we go and... <laughs> if we do go and win this title now, this will be far sweeter than last year. Um, It certainly seems an impossibility at this point. Um, I certainly would have been uh, talking more sprightly about our chances had we won tonight. Um, But to be honest, I've been watching City recently and they're, they're really, really, really good. They're looking like a different version of, of a Pep City uh, some a, a team that's much more solid at the back. You know they're having far less injury issues. Um, in fact, their their problems are going forward more than they are yeah. going back. They've they've had a problem scoring this year more than more than they have conceding, which for a Pep team is actually quite odd. Um, on the on the missing De Bruyne and Aguero still, which is De Bruyne's out till kind of expected to be back kind of middle of February towards the end of it, and Aguero apparently is is coming along quite sl- slower than expected, so he's going to be out for a while. So you know they they might run into run into a patch like similar to we did and 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 struggle to score over a period of a few games, and we might claw some points back then. But for me at this point, the only chance we have at winning winning the title is is absolutely smashing them this weekend, having a a 3-0 win and just blowing them off the field, which at the moment I don't see happening. Um, and yeah. and putting putting some doubt into the back of their mind because at the moment I think that they they're 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 poised to kind of run away with it. And if they beat us this weekend, I, I think they will. Yeah, it's a good point, mate. It's a good point. Maz, uh, your thoughts on the the title and the top four? Uh, yeah, where, well, where do you see it going? Yeah, well, I mean, I think we got a sort of good chance of making that top four charge uh, going into it. No, uh, no, um, I think with regards to Liverpool, um, you know, you, you guys, for me, at the beginning of the season, I thought you were going to do it again, you know, back to back champs. But then, of course, all your, your injury worries after that, I was like, well, City. And, but the thing is, City weren't looking great as well. So I was like, OK, yeah. you never know. You know, you never know. It, it, it's all up for grabs. And then, yeah. Uh, Man City last what five to ten last games like they've just been on fire and um, I think De Bruyne could be a big miss. Um, 
I just feel like with you guys, I feel just because of the injury, simply down to that, I just don't think you've got the, well, it was evident tonight with the squad depth, just in terms of, you know, the defenders and even the ones you brought in, I'm, I'm a bit sceptical about, you know, um, the chap from the championship and um, the guy from Schalke as well. I, I don't know how they'll fare. Um, and I think, was it Kabak's like 20 years old as well, a bit young? Um, you know, he might not have the experience to come in sort of straight away, hit the ground running. Um, and I just feel like, yeah, I, I feel like as a, as a squad, I think I just feel like Man City do have that squad depth. And, you know, it, you look at you look at their fullback option just alone. When they don't play Cancelo, they've got Walker. And then when they don't play Zinche- Zinchenko, they've got, um, who's the other left back they've got? Uh, Laporte. So just for me, just, just, just in those two positions, they've got an abundance of players they can just bring in when, when needed. Um, and I just feel like with Liverpool, that's where you guys... Uh, struggling at the moment and, and that's no through fault of your own you know the injuries have absolutely killed you um but i just feel like man city is theirs to lose now yeah, yeah. i agree mate i agree well we'll leave it there boys 35 minutes of be- being miserable has been enough <laughs> for me uh, but you know it's, it's been nice to have maz on and, and speak to him because at the end of the day, we've got uh, there's no hatred towards Brighton from Liverpool, so it's it's always pleasing when we've got uh, a rival fan who's, who's happy and at least he's got some out the night as well. But boys, I mean, yeah. at the end, it doesn't it doesn't come it doesn't come around often, mate. So give us you know give us <laughs> this yet. win, mate. It doesn't come around often. <laughs> that's it, mate. Four points off us this season. You know you, you, you know, at the beginning. Of the year, that's one. Th- that's one thing I was going to mention actually. I, I thought last the last game we played, we should have got three points. But I, I said, said that to Mick last time I was on. I, we, I thought it was a bit hard done by, so it should have been six really. But we'll take four. We'll take. <laughs> For. Yeah, right. fucking calm down. I've got to gloat a little bit. Come on, you got to give me something. You yeah, mate, me absolutely. Something. You know, you fully deserved it, mate. Brighton, we're, we're, we're brilliant tonight. So, yeah, enjoy it, mate. Enjoy the tweeting. Enjoy the next few days till the next game. But, you know, okay. you've beat the champions now. Fuck them. It's on to the next one for you lot. So, yeah, exactly. good on you. we got um, a relegation battle to fight. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> Boys, you know, fuck it. Let's just look towards Sunday. Let's just see what happens. You never know. There might be some more twists and turns in this title race. I'm trying to be positive and trying to finish it off well. I'm not. I'm fucking failing miserably. Mick, nice one as always. Tim, thanks always. And a big thanks to Maz. We really appreciate uh, it, mate. I appreciate uh, it. Thank you very much. Best of everything, mate. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. We're, hopefully next time we're, we're on this podcast at Liverpool. Uh, get three points. If not, sleep well. Stay off Twitter. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>